This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart, and you're listening to the Market Insights Market Pulse podcast. Let's join Kelvin Wong, Oanda Senior Market Analyst in Singapore. Good morning from London, and uh, good afternoon to you, sir. A very good morning to you, Johnny. It's been a dramatic last few days. Of course, markets would have been closed on Saturday when we saw the drama unfold in uh, Russia when there was uh, looked like a, an attempted coup uh, which was averted at the 11th hour. The question is, how did markets react when they opened this morning? I know the ruble has crashed. Yes, definitely, uh, Johnny. So what we could see over here is a flight to safety, uh, especially we start to see a recovery in spot gold at this point in time. So right now, as we are talking, spot gold has managed to rally close to 0.6%. And what's interesting over here is that from a technical analysis perspective, the rally actually took place at a key medium term support level, which is as a zone at 1913-1896. I'm using the XAU slash USD rate as a reference. So that's actually the kind of a ascending channel support that is in place uh, since November 2022 low. So what we could see very interesting over here is a bit of momentum coming back into gold on top of this joyous political risk upheaven that is coming out from Russia. So I think the next levels traders will be looking at in the very short term will be this resistance. Former range support broken down last week at 1940. So if we could see a clearance above this level, at least in the short term, potentially we could see the next resistance coming in at 1990, which is the 50-day moving average as well. And don't forget, on top of that, uh, we start to see a bit of bids coming in on government bonds, that is sovereign bonds. That means we'll see the U.S. Treasury yields, the 10-year getting a hit on the downside right now. Uh, so the U.S. 10-year now is actually down negative 1.4%, but it's still holding above the 20-day moving average. So interesting to see uh, how uh, this story plays out coming out from Russia. And looking at the latest energy numbers, oil is down a little, gas is up. Is that connected to Russia at all? Uh, yes, so because initially there was some speculation that this maternity uh, will actually cause a bit of supply shock coming out from Russia, because Russia being also a key member under this group of suppliers within non-OPEC. So uh, what we could see initially at the start of this early Asia session, oil was actually up close to, I think, 0.5%. But right now, we start to see uh, it rarely dissipated again, negative uh, 0.2%. So what we could see for oil story right now is that there's actually a supply issue at play and a demand issue at play. So the demand issue at play, more coming up from other external factors, like we start to see very uh, lackluster demand story coming out from China, which is uh, the whole world is still waiting up for the state council fiscal stimulus plan in terms of scope and in terms of magnitude, the amount that has yet to be disclosed at this point in time, given that even the last two weeks, there were some hints about these measures being announced. So from what I see from a technical analysis perspective for this WTI crude oil, it seems to be trapped within a sideway range. So on the key support side, we have 6165, uh, that's WTI crude. Uh, and on the top side, you have this downward sloping 50-day moving average that is acting as a resistance now at the 72 level. Okay, let's switch to Japan now, uh, Kelvin. And we've had a statement today from one of the Japanese vice uh, ministers and a verbal intervention on the yen. What did he say in his statement? Okay, so basically he actually warned the authorities are actually stepping up observation against recent yen weakness that was rapidly one-sided 
at this point in time so uh, what we could see over here is that he also did mention there is actually a possibility of FX intervention which is cannot be ruled out given that the yen itself is actually moving against the economic fundamentals so I believe that one of the economic fundamentals that the uh, finance ministry in Japan is watching is the Japan inflation rate so if you look at the Japan inflation rate that was released on last Friday yes even though the headline numbers the headline inflation rate for November uh, for, uh, for May in Japan uh, slits uh, slightly lower but if you look at the core core inflation in Japan which is the one that is excluding food and energy which is sticky inflation actually rose to a 42 year high which is at 43 point uh, 43 4.3% pardon me 4.3% year on year so that is actually uh, kind of going against uh, the, the, the what you call it the, the, the reason uh, yen weakness that was seen in the FX market Let's look ahead now to the week ahead. What stands out for you? On Wednesday, I think it is, we've got this annual Federal Reserve stress test, which looks like it's going to reflect the recent banking turmoil they've had in the United States. Yes, precisely. So this time around, this annual uh, Federal Reserve uh, bank stress test is basically focus on the big banks, not the regional banks, which is much more of an important uh, state given that their economic uh, importance with the US financial system as well as the global financial system. And what's interesting in this round of annual stress tests, the Federal Reserve actually included in something new for the first time. Uh, it's part of this subsection of this stress test, which is called explanatory market shock, which i.e. Uh, is going to test fixed income duration risk of the trading books of this uh, large US banks. That means, i.e., how are they going to cope in this uh, rising interest rate environment in US and globally, especially if you look at the latest monetary policy stance coming out of the Fed. Uh, indicating to us that we are actually heading uh, towards a period of higher interest rates at a higher level as well as for a longer period level. And uh, interestingly, ahead of this uh, Fed test result, the U.S. banks as a whole, if you look at uh, one of the uh, SPDR, uh, we call it a banking ETF, they actually have a weekly loss of a negative 6.8%. So that's the worst weekly loss since uh, since about seven weeks. We have not seen such losses in a while. So uh, if these results uh, uh, came in not satisfactory, especially on the explanatory market shock feature of the subsection, uh, we could face potentially uh, some downside pressure in the U.S. banking stocks, which could uh, potentially uh, see a bit of what we call volatility pickup in the U.S. stock market, given that the VIX has floated down to close to uh, being a February 2022 low. That's around the 13.44 level which indicate to us that uh, there's a bit of extreme clombomancy, ignorance of risk in the U.S. stock market at this juncture. Talking of interest rates, Kelvin, Friday's a big day, isn't it? Because we've got plenty of inflation data coming out of all sides of the world, the Eurozone, we've got the U.S. core numbers and Japan as well. Yes, we have a U.S. core PCE as well as Eurozone uh, flash inflation data for June, uh, the month of June. And also, uh, most importantly, we start to see the Tokyo uh, leading uh, inflation data, Tokyo area leading inflation data for June. So the first thing I'll talk about more on the Japan side of the story is uh, over here, this uh, Tokyo leading inflation data tends to be a leading indicator for Japan nationwide CPI. So uh, if you look at the last couple of weeks based on Bank of Japan policy guidance, they are still pretty much in favor of ultra dovish policy. 
Uh, why? Because they are actually anticipating inflation in Japan to actually slow down in the second half of this fiscal year in Japanese context. But however, if you look at last Friday, the Japan nationwide CPI, that's for May, actually rose to a 42-year high. So if this Friday, the Tokyo leading area CPI for June continue on the upside as well, it's pretty hard for Bank of Japan to actually stick to this ultra dovish policy. And we could start to see potentially in July, uh, BOJ may start to alter its dovish tone to at least uh, do some form of adjustment, especially on its YCC. And also don't forget over here is that uh, this morning, there's this summary of opinions. Uh, that means we're talking about uh, opinion of policymakers in the previous policy meeting. There's actually one uh, BOJ member actually did voice out concern about the current ultra dovish situation in BOJ. He actually is in favor of uh, looking for a YCC adjustment in July. So something to very be interesting to look out for on Friday on the Tokyo numbers. Then nevertheless, of, of course, we'll be back into the US side of the story will be the core PCE data. So core PCE tends to be the Fed, uh, I mean, preference of inflation gauge in US. So what we could see over here is that uh, the consensus right, is actually expecting this sticky inflation, which is the core PCE, uh, to come in at a high end level of 4.7 year on year. So it seems to be that uh, markets has kind of start to price in, right? Uh, this kind of a sticky inflation in US. So if the numbers going to hold as it is, as being its expectation, uh, we do expect the Fed to actually solidify their hawkish behavior throughout 2023. I think the next step a market got to watch is what will happen in 2024. Uh, that means when will be the start of this interest rate cutting cycle then at that point in time yeah so uh with that we we got to actually keep a close eye on inflation so definitely uh if you look at the current situation right now we, we do know that keeping rates longer for higher will have this credit crunch problem uh that start to see a worldwide risk of uh you have mortgage risk you have uh, property risk keep, uh debt burden risk coming to effect but it seems to me that this leading global uh, central bankers are more in favor of controlling sticky inflation rather than looking at the adverse impact of this ongoing credit uh, tightening situation that could impact the global economy going forward. Calvin Wong in Singapore, thanks for joining us this morning. My pleasure, Johnny. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.